Hello and welcome to the Magical Midlife Podcast, where you get a refreshing, uplifting and optimistic perspective on life in your 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Lindsay DeSwart, and I'm delighted that you've joined us here today. So let's jump right in. Well, hello, this is Lindsay and welcome back to the Magical Midlife. Thank you so much for being here on this episode with us. Today is an exciting day because this podcast is all about being in a sisterhood. And just recently, I've joined a sisterhood of other people who are creating podcasts. And it has been the most fantastic, supportive group of people who are doing this, you know, this thing called podcasting. And so one of the lovely ladies or sisters that I've met in this is Leslie McShane. And Leslie actually also has a midlife podcast. So I'm going to ask her all about that. But so today I have got Leslie with me and she is going to tell us all about her journey to her magical midlife. So hello, Leslie, and welcome. Hey there. How are you today? I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's so fun. We've had some lovely, lovely chats. And we have. I, you're, you're one of those people I could just sit and talk to forever. I swear. <laughs> I'm so delighted. Unfortunately, everybody on the podcast is going, oh, my God, how long is this going to go on today? Then <laughs> This one's going to go on forever. <laughs> so I'm really excited to hear because obviously I've heard some of your stories, but I can't wait for you to share them because you are the perfect example of what I believe is to be this magical midlife experience. Oh, you're sweet. You're sweet. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure it out, actually. I know, but that's get, part of the experience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I love talking to other women to find out what their experience is to compare mine to and not compare, compare, but, you know, exchange notes and, and see where I fit into this new, this new phase. Mm, lovely. Okay. So we're going to hear more about that. <laughs> so let me start by asking you, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are and that sort of thing, your place in the world right now. I am Leslie McShane. I am in Louisville, Kentucky, of all places. I was born in Kentucky. I'm a Kentucky girl. Love the Midwest. Love the bluegrass. Um, I grew up, and the thing I wanted to do forever was to be a creative. Um, mm. You know, I, I, I grew up, I, I wanted to direct movies. I wanted to write movies. Um, all that kind of stuff. I felt like I had a voice. And as I grew up, you know, real life comes in, couldn't afford to go to a big film school. So uh, I chose to, you know, I had to stay here in Kentucky and I chose educational television and I went into educational television here. And I, I learned that I really loved, um, not only using my creativity, but teaching people something. If mm -hmm. somebody watched something that I had worked on, that they learned something or that they got something out of it, they weren't just entertained. So I have been in um, that type of field for a very long time. I worked in, worked in uh, educational television. And then I went freelance when my children were born. Mm -hmm. um, Often the catalyst. Yes, exactly. Big change, yeah. Big, big change, but I started working primarily for a, a company that produces films for museum experiences. So I was doing media for 
for for museums. So like mm-hmm. if you go to a museum and there's a theater and you kind of sit down and it tells you the story of what the museum's about, uh, that's what I have worked on. I do a lot of research. Um, I take a script, I kind of go out and, and find the things that help tell that story. And I've been a part of some amazing teams that have put together some amazing educational experiences in, in museums. And again, yeah. this goes back to the whole uh, working on things that tell a story that people can learn things from. Because mm-hmm. the thing about history in museums is that these aren't fake. I mean, this, this yeah, stuff this is real. <laughs> this is happened. Yeah, this is real. And this is what made us what we are today, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've done that for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I've worked on those types of things for a long time, I kind of, you know, I'm raising my kids and both my kids, you know, are in sport and played collegiate sports. And so there was a lot of travel and mm-hmm. there's work and marriage and all that. Um, I kind of st- had started ignoring my own creative call mm-hmm. because even though you're a creative uh, and I've been a creative, I've been telling somebody else's story for a very long time. Yeah. So, so right before the pandemic, I kind of, you know, it builds and it builds. And all of a sudden I found at the end of 2019, I remember I was sitting in an edit session and I just had this overwhelming feeling of, okay, that's it. That is it. I need to do something because there's so much in here that's got to get out and I'm going to absolutely explode if I don't find some sort of outlet for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's always been about other people's stories for the last 20 years, you know? So I started a blog and I love to write. Mm -hmm. So I started a blog, but the thing about the blog is I was so scared to share it with anybody. Uh, I had been, um, hiding myself for so long that I had developed what people call, I guess, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, and I had never heard that before. And I happened to be listening to some podcast one day about this really substantial woman in this country. Uh, she was being petitioned to run for president and she was like, why do they think that I should be? I would totally fail at that. And she was talking about this thing called imposter syndrome. And I was Mm -hmm. like, holy, that's me. That is me. (laughs) That is totally me. Yeah. Um, I think I even started crying listening to this podcast. And I don't know. So you know that's hit a note. Uh, Oh, it totally just smacked me across the face. So, (laughs) So I'm writing this blog for like four months. I mean, even the first day that I like published I was like, my heart was racing and I was just like, what if somebody finds this? Oh, what <laughs> now, what do? did you think would happen? Because that's the funniest thing for anybody who's ever shared any of their creative, any creative endeavors. That's the craziness about it all is what do you think would happen if somebody actually saw it? Because the idea is you want someone to see it, don't you? 
Yeah, that's the, that's the strange dichotomy of the whole thing. It you really want, is. You want to put it out there, but then you don't want anybody to see it. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all, does it? Yeah. But, but you know, when, when you're sharing in that kind of a way, uh, and on podcasts as well, yeah. you, you show parts of yourself that maybe you wouldn't normally show mm. or say things that you normally wouldn't say, you know, um, you, you may, you're probably more authentic and showing, um, a part of yourself that's weak ah, and you don't, right. and you never want, you, you don't want people to think that, you know, you're fake or that, uh, well, I thought she had it all together, but obviously she doesn't. I mean, obviously cool. she's human. Oh my yeah. goodness. How could well, she, you know, we're all straddled with wanting to be perfect all the time. I mean, we see people on social media and their social media and they're perfect. So if we show that we're not perfect, then, yeah. you know, that's a real barrier for us. Mm. But, you know, but, or, or you're afraid of what people are going to, are going to think of you, or you're afraid of being rejected or, mm. you know, that sort of, there are many, many, many things that, that go into that. Oh, it comes in many different flavors, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. whole not wanting to be seen, not wanting to be heard, not wanting to be noticed. Yeah. But knowing that actually, if you're never seen, heard, and noticed, that's the most shutting down situation you could possibly live in. Exactly. I mean, we were talking the other day about uh, being a victim status. Yeah. You know, if you succumb to imposter syndrome for for long periods of time, I mean, you're backed into a corner mm. of having no choice. You, if you're a victim and you take on the role of being a victim, how are you ever going to get out of that? Mm. Yeah, it's you know? true. Yeah. So tell us the story. So what happened with your blog? And what's your uh, blog called, by the way? Um, well, this is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you want anyone to see it, you've got to share the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, it's Bill the Bean. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I started writing it. I mean, it took it took me like five months. I finally told my husband, uh, and uh, then I kind of you know started sharing it with friends. You know, you do a little Instagram first, and then you go on Facebook. You kind of have a little piece by piece by piece. Mm -hmm. But when I first when I started sharing it it with my husband, we started this um, thing where we would sit out back. And I would, I would post every Friday and we would sit and I would read it to him before I published it just to kind of, so he could make some little comments or, you know, yeah, that's, that's cool. Or that's so brave. Oh, well, you know, I trust him. I trust yeah. He's my, he's my team. So, um, I trust him. So we started doing that on Friday and then after, uh, he gave it the approval or whatever. <laughs> Not really. But after I read it to him and we're good to go, then I would hit publish. So I did that for, I did that for a year. And then all of a sudden I'm kind of like, why don't I start recording these as a podcast, mm -hmm. our little sessions on, on the back deck. And, uh, 
we started calling it the Friday night beer blog because we're usually drinking a beer. We're sitting out back reading the podcast. My husband can be really funny or not. Usually (laughs) depending on what he says. Yeah. Depending on if it's a two beer night or a three beer night. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, so then we started putting out the Friday night beer blog. So that has, is what it has become over time. That's cool. And that's my, that's my second podcast because one, the new old you that I do is not enough. I had to do two. <laughs> wow. You're, uh, yeah, that's courage because that's a lot of work. And from going, from working on other people's projects to now putting out your own projects, you're like, fire hose putting out your own you know putting out to the public your own projects yeah well like um we talked about the other day and we were talking about how people have used the pandemic time yeah um either they've used it or they haven't and like i said this whole blog thing started right before the pandemic so when the pandemic hit Mm. i'm freelance so there wasn't a ton of work coming to me and I could okay. have either really started to wallow in that mm-hmm. or I could have used that time. And for me, it was a time of creative explosion. I mean, oh, it was kind of like, I, fi- I finally have all this time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and this and this and this. So I wrote two scripts uh, I wrote an autobiography last year. Yeah. I started, you know, the blog and which led to two podcasts. And it, like I said, it was just an explosion of these things that I was doing for myself. So I love the way that you've put that because, as you say, we talked about, you know, how people dealt with the pandemic and some people did something with it and some people chose just to get deeper into whatever, whatever wasn't happening and they chose to focus on that. Now, it's going to take a certain type of person to choose which route they go on. And you've sure. clearly chosen the route of, I'm going to make the best of this time and do these things that I haven't been able to do. So you've done the work things and you've done the creative things. What else did you do for you to get you back? Um, Any sports or anything oh, that you got back into? Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, where are you leaving? Oh, okay. See, I know where you're going now. All right. Well, you know, I, I am an athletic person. I've already mentioned that my, my, both my kids uh, were collegiate athletes. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that both my husband and I are, are athletes. I, this is so funny because when I was in high school, I was less than an athlete. I tried to play a lot of sports. I was one of those people that I tried to play a lot of sports. I was an ugly runner. I was terrible. I was sixth man on the basketball team. You know, I uh, played some tennis. I guess you could say I played tennis. I hit the ball around. (laughs) That sort of. I'm exactly the the same. Oh, it it was kind of like, but the thing is, I wasn't afraid to try because I just, I loved being active. Yeah. And that sort of thing. So uh, when my husband and I started dating, he was racing bicycles. And um, I thought that was the coolest thing. (laughs) It was the coolest thing. So, of course, then I had to do it. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Of course. And so I I raced for for many years. Um, And then I had my children. 
and they had their activities. Actually, uh, I started a junior cycling team because my son wanted to be on a cycling team and you just don't find those just laying around. Yeah. Yeah. So started one of those for him. My daughter played field hockey. And during that time I was running because I just didn't have time to go out and ride my bike all the time. It can be a little time consuming. And then my kids, uh, both left for school Hmm. and, um, I, you know, I, I was still running, still working out and that sort of thing, but I hadn't gotten back on my bike and my, my husband came home from a ride one day. And of course my thing was always, okay, who was there? What did everybody talk about? You know, what's going on? What's happening? He goes, um, why don't you just get on your bike and come out and talk to people yourself? <laughs> I was like, well, that's brilliant. Yes. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I got back on my bike and now it's not only something where I get to go see my friends, but I get to spend time with my husband. And, you know, after the kids left, you, you have to find that connection because the kids were your connection. And now I have that connection back with my husband and, and it's just been a lot of fun. That's so cool. And so are you racing again yet? Oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Racing entails training. And, yes. uh, you know, I just, like to, I just like to ride. That plus the fact that I, I crashed enough during my days of racing. And, um, yeah, I got to go to work on Monday. I don't have time to recover from <laughs> crashing anymore. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's I just, it's so funny that you say that. So when my oldest son went to university, he started rowing and Mm -hmm. he'd never been sporty at all. And it was all I could do to try and get him to do some sort of physical activity through school. Anyway, he started rowing, which is like up at 4am in the morning, training every day. He couldn't keep the weight on because he was training so hard. And I thought, well, actually I used to row at university there's no rowing clubs around here, but maybe I could just use the gym rowing thing. So then I did. And then I thought, well, maybe I should get back into like a race, something competitive. So I entered into an indoor rowing championship Mm -hmm. for the first time since university. So I think that's what a 30 year break. And I went along to this event and I felt like grandmother Hubbard and (laughs) I didn't do very well, but I didn't come last. And that's just reminded me, you saying that, I'd completely forgotten I did that. And there is no way on God's earth I'm doing it again because it was so painful. (laughs) But I got back on the rowing machine. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like me and the one marathon that I did. I was like, okay, bucket list, did that, never have to do that again. Yes. (laughs) So what is it about you or about something within you? that lights that fire for you to do that? Because I think that fire never goes out fully. That fire is always smoldering, even when you're bringing up your family. And now that's what I feel about midlife is it's a chance for it actually to reignite. Yeah. What's within you? You know, I don't know. I, I guess I've kind of always been that way. I definitely have that don't tell me I can't do something because <laughs> then I definitely am going to have to do it unless it's myself. Now I can get down on myself and give up sometimes. So I really have to 
make a conscious effort to uh, keep a good soundtrack going in my in my own head. Yeah. But you know, I've I've always told my kids, um, you know, you can you can do anything, you can be anything, you know, as long luck only goes so far. You got to have luck and you got to work hard. Mm. So never be afraid to try anything. Um, so I feel like I have to walk that walk. Mm. Now there have been times when I've been talking that talk and I haven't walked that walk. <laughs> and then you get a reminder of, you know, I'm, I'm over here giving advice to people, but I'm not taking that same advice. So I really yeah. have to look in the mirror sometimes yeah. and be like, all right, now who are you talking to? You know, mm-hmm. you need to be talking to yourself. And so that. do your kids remind you of all the things that you've been teaching them as well when you're not walking, when you're not walking your talk? Do the kids bring it up to you or do you, not are you so much my kids, not so much my kids. My, my husband has this thing of, he'll hear me doling out some advice and he'll be like, Oh, well, that's interesting that you're willing to give that advice. But when's the last time you took that <laughs> advice? Ooh. But that means, but that means he's been listening. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> what do you still want to achieve now? Oh, in oh, this magical midlife man. of this lovely 50 plus years, man, everything. I mean, like everything. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you, you, you cross this invisible barrier. Hmm. You're 50. And there are so many women. I, you know, since I started this podcast focusing on women and the reason that I started the new old you, the, the podcast, uh, was that I was, Again, I'm very interested in education and helping people and and that sort of thing. I put up on my Facebook, I'm thinking about doing this podcast. You know, what are some of the things that you would be interested in hearing about? Mm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the floodgates, like, opened. And seriously, I started this list of all these things that women um, like us are dealing with or have trouble with or, you know, or trying to figure out, have questions about, uh, was joining some, you know, there are 50 plus women uh, Facebook groups. I just wanted to see what people were saying. And I was just so overwhelmed by some feelings of loneliness and sadness and, um, you know, needing friends and I'm just like, oh man, girls, girls, Mm. women, we're all right here. We're Mm. all right here. We just need to stop focusing on ourselves all the time and and look around and see all these other people who need a smile, need a Mm. hug, need to know that that they're good enough, you know, Mm. that they're not alone. Um, so uh, that's why I started uh, the New Old You podcast um, and have met people like you because I feel like you're on the same mission. Yeah, and, totally. And it's so exciting to me to be able to do that because when you get feedback from somebody that something you have said or something that one of your guests has said has made a difference to them, oh, my gosh. I know. The best oh, day in the world. Take it to the bank. Take it to the <laughs> bank. 
you know? Yeah. It's so, so good. And I also really get the sense that we need to, the, the picture I always have in my head is that we are standing kind of in a circle. I always say this to podcast guests, say that we are in a women's circle and we all have something to share. We all have something to bring. Mm-hmm. And it also means that we all have our imperfections and we bring those two because that's mm-hmm. what makes us who we are. Exactly. And exactly. so the fact, I mean, were there any things in there that really surprised you that the women said that they wanted to know about? Well, you know, there's, uh, there's the normal, let's talk about menopause and let's talk about, um, you know, emptiness and that sort of yeah. thing. But then there are other things like talking about um, how do I make a change? How do I feel like that I'm not too old to pivot? Mm. Uh, what do I do to get some kind of clarity now? Mm. Um, there seems to be a real lack of direction, maybe. Yeah, because there is. People have, maybe because people have gotten lost in other people. Yeah. I, I find that um, women, especially, and, you know, women our age, they don't practice good self-care. Mm. And self-care comes in, you know, a lot of different forms. It comes mm. in taking care of yourself. Uh, self-care is drinking enough water every day, going to get your mammogram every year. Um, but it's also things like, taking time out for yourself, saying no, if you need to say no. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, There are so many, you know, different ways to practice Mm. self-care. I I think a good point of self-care is uh, celebrating your um, successes, no matter how small they are, you know, don't brush little successes under the rug. Um, celebrate those even if it's just you going you know like mel robbins in in the mirror giving yourself a high five you know yeah, <laughs> yeah you awesome that's right yeah. i am yeah. awesome that. yeah <laughs> yeah it's acknowledging actually what you've achieved because mm-hmm. i think we've inherited this whole thing of sort of brushing any success under the carpet thinking well i might be boasting well no you're just acknowledging the fact that you've done something good right Exactly. And that's okay. You're allowed to do that. That's not yeah. boasting, bragging, whatever you want to call it. Because yeah. we'd congratulate our kids. We'd congratulate right. people around us. Why we would we not? Do yeah. that to ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I always encourage people, keep a running list of the things that you consider a success yes. for yourself. And then when you are feeling like total shit, you, you break that list out. And you start reading all the things that you've accomplished and that you've done. And then you get up and you keep going. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Nobody can take all those, those things away from you. Those belong to you. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not a shopping list. It's a success list. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Very cool. Make that concept a free downloadable concept. (laughs) It's such a good idea. And it's, one of those, as you say, it's a self-care thing, which seems so easy. And yet it's also so easy to forget and overlook. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to taking care of, 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 um, of people, we forget about ourselves. 
I know. What is that? And, and, the then, some, and then sometimes it gets to the point where it's too late. Yes. Well, it's never too late, but it's harder to over overcome. If well, you, wait you say it long. gets to the point and it's never too late, but at the end of the day, if your health suffers. True. This is true. Then it only suffered for a reason because your health doesn't suffer overnight for no reason. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing when people say, oh, you know, all hell's broken loose or we had a big blow up or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, but it's because you were ignoring it for so long. Right. And I think we're all experts at that, especially if you've got a positive, a natural kind of positive mindset. Mm-hmm. You will always try and make the best of a situation. And in making the best of a situation, sometimes you actually forget that there are some things in there that need to be resolved. You need to address right. You need right. to speak up for yourself. Yes. You need to find your own creativity and express your own ideas. Because otherwise, as you said, you just feel like you're going to explode. Yes. Yes. I feel like all those little things, it's all like sediment and it all builds up. Mm. And then suddenly you're like, oh, how did this big wall get yes. all the way around me? And, and all, I'm very lonely right now and I've got this big wall, mm. you know. So, yeah, don't let that wall build up. No, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. So, um, so how can people find you? Oh, my goodness. I'm all over the place. I told you I exploded. So I'm everywhere. <laughs> there are pieces of me everywhere. Okay, so where do you want people to find you? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so uh, I obviously I have the two podcasts, The New Old You. Mm-hmm. Uh, is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the places. All those good things. All the good pl- th- good places. Um, Friday Night Beer Blog, every Friday night in all the same places. And then you get to hear Mike, my husband. <laughs> oh, so he's uh, on it with you. He actually oh, is- he, oh, he is ac- absolutely on it with me, yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes. Um. And then, so we're reading the blog and the blog is available on my website. And the reason we started, another reason we started the podcast, our, our little tagline is we are doing a podcast of the blog because some people just don't like to read. <laughs> That's our thing. <laughs> so, so, if you do, so if you do like to read, the blog is on my website, which is llmcshane.com. And then I would love for people to follow me on Instagram. And my handle is Leslie L. McShane. And you can reach me there. You can reach me anywhere. Facebook, awesome. wherever. I'm, like I said, I got pieces of me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's different ways of spelling Leslie. So you're an L-E-S-L-E-Y. Is that I right? am. I okay. am, yes. And McShane, it's M-C-S-H-A-N-E. Yep. Yep. That's me. Awesome. Just need to clarify that so you're easier to find. I appreciate that. So people can track you down and listen to your goodness. <laughs> yes. And then if they have any good stories, you know, hit me up. I, I love talking to people. I love making new friends like you. Fantastic. This has been so fun. So, yeah, so fun. So as a parting piece of advice, what do you think is the key to keeping the midlife years magical? Well, going back to the vein of imposter syndrome and, and overcoming that, if we realize that if you're dealing with some sort of backing yourself into a corner in your, your, 
if you're scared to put yourself out there, know that this is something in your control. You can overcome it um, once you decide. You just have to disrupt the cycle of being of being scared of that fear. You got to take 20 seconds of fear. You got to press and you got to push forward. And once you break through that fear, then you'll come up another one. And then you break through that one. And um, there are just so many people in this world that need to hear our voices and our stories. And don't just think because the people around you might not understand what you're doing. Mm. There is an audience out there for you. There are people out there that need to hear exactly what you have to say. So it's on you to, to know that you're needed. Yeah. No imposter syndrome needed here. Just get out there and tell your story. Fantastic. Thank you, Leslie. That's awesome. You're welcome. And I have to say, I have really enjoyed listening to your podcast because some of the conversations you have with people and the information that you share, if we surround ourselves in this sort of vibe and this sort of energy, it's just such a great place to be. You know, if every journey you go on in the car, you listen to something that promotes being 50 50 plus or, you know, for me, it's 40s and 50s. But being in these midlife years, if you're listening to all the good stuff about that and you're just picking up tips and tricks and advice the whole time, you're just in such a better place. Yeah. I think it's just just that knowledge that you're not alone. Yeah. That you're not on an island by yourself. You're absolutely. We're all all going through the same thing. Yeah. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have a Facebook group, Leslie, for people to join? I'm a big Instagram person. Okay. So, so Instagram's a better that, place to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the better place to have a conversation with me okay. at this point, especially, right? Because you want to have yeah. conversations. We don't need to feel lonely. We don't right. need to feel shut off because absolutely, nope. I felt it too. Mm-hmm. And then connecting with people like you, like-minded people, has given me, and I see myself as positive and optimistic anyway, but has given me such a boost just in my happiness level, my general state of being, my enthusiasm, because we're talking the same language. We're there for each other. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I would love, dearly love for more women to be able to join into this. So, you know, if... If you like my podcast, that's cool, but you'll love Leslie's podcast. So please find one or both that suits you and, you know, just come and join us in this. I really feel with the midlife years, there's no um, pathway. We've had school, university, work life, being a mom. That was a kind of a, a carved out pathway for us. We all knew the direction we should take. Mm-hmm. And now we get to midlife and they're like, Oh, there's nothing. <laughs> where, where do I go? Where's where's the path? The path is anywhere you want it to go. And that's the joy of it, isn't it? Yes. But that's yes. also the overwhelm of it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You have to really dig deep and figure out where you want to go. Yeah. And then head down that road. Absolutely. And if it's, and if it's not the right one, go down another road. <laughs> Take a left turn. Take a right that's turn. Right. But know that you have people like Leslie and me here completely to support you in this journey. 
Absolutely. And we're not experts. Oh, God, no. But, but we're working on this. And so I always feel like where I am in the journey, if I can reach back and grab somebody's hand and pull them along, I am all about that. Yeah, because you know what? There'll be times when they'll pull you back too. Ah, uh, yeah. Gosh, they'll pull you so. along. Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Righty ho. So I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I think we've inspired the world and that feels good. How does it feel to you? Oh, it feels amazing. It feels amazing. <laughs> and I and I thank you so much for having me on here with you today. I think you are a great person and and I encourage all your listeners, if you haven't followed, to follow Lindsay. <laughs> thank you so much. So Leslie, thanks so much. We will go over to your podcast and just remind everybody the name is, well, both your podcasts, the name is? The the New Old You. Yep. And then Friday nights, just for fun, Friday Night Beer Blog. Fantastic. Okay. Thanks so much, Leslie. Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed the conversation, please come and leave a review. If you go to the Apple Podcasts app and scroll down to the bottom of the podcast page, and then you'll find the ratings and review section. Please invite your friends to come and listen by sharing the link. And you can join the conversation and let me know who you'd like to hear interviewed and what topics you'd like discussed over at Facebook on the Magical Midlife group. You can also find me on Instagram at Lindsay DeSwart, where the conversation will also continue. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. And once again, keep living your magical midlife.